You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Autry, and today I am so excited. We are kicking off our summer series. We decided to put together an entire summer full of episodes weekly on Wednesdays like normal, except for we are digging in to the really awkward topics. Maybe they're not awkward to you, but they're not talked about often enough, or people haven't really gotten real about it and gotten vulnerable and down to the nitty gritty and answered the questions that we all just want to know. So we have a few lined up for you. We are stoked. But today kicks it off with a great conversation all about the transition from college to adulthood. Or maybe you didn't go to college, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Going from having your time all planned out with how you're going to spend it. Maybe you were living at home and now all of a sudden you just get like kicked off a cliff and you got lots of responsibilities and finances and I'm supposed to be dating slash finding a job slash finding a church maybe moving how do I do all of it and today's guest is the perfect person to join us for this conversation her name is Grace Valentine she is so fun she is so cutie and so spunky and has the best advice for early 20s so if you have clicked play today Grace and I are just so thrilled that you're here Grace has some amazing practicals that you can actually start implementing today as soon as you start listening to this conversation. There are so many good nuggets to take away, things that you can start implementing into your life to make this transition a little easier because newsflash, it's pretty difficult for all of us. It's not a you think, it's just an adult thing. I'm so excited to be on, Rachel. It is exciting for me. Um, where are you right now? Where are you from? We're from Birmingham. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So this is a great question too, because I feel like our new friends that listen are like, where the heck is this girl Rachel at? Because I'm yeah. constantly bopping in the United that, States. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we're a military family and we just finished our military like training journey, which is what took us all over. So right now, actually, like in this moment, I am in my mother's bedroom <laughs> at her house Wait, in South Carolina. Um, and that's the cool thing about podcasting, right? You can do it anywhere. I know. And I love that. but we do call Birmingham, Alabama home. Gotcha. And we're excited to be back there next week. Oh, so excited. Yeah, well, I love podcasts like this because it's like I can be in Florida, like in Orlando. You yeah. can be in South Carolina in your mom's bedroom, like, you know, <laughs> just locked up there and we can just be chatting. So I'm really excited to have this conversation and just be on and glad you're here wherever you are. Like, yeah. yeah, but glad we can be here connecting on this. And you have a she shed. You're in your she shed yes, in Orlando, I do. Florida. It is, oh, I love I know. it. And it's so hot. It's summer, man. Summer is blazing in Orlando. And yeah, my she shed, I built it last fall. There's air, so I should have gotten here earlier to turn on the air a little longer, but I'm a-okay. Nothing like a little sauna, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> pay a lot of money to go to saunas. <laughs> I know, and I have one in my backyard. It's a she shed, sauna, whatever it is. And so, but yeah, it's fun to have that office space. And like, honestly, anyone out there who's like young or in a creative business, like this was a lot of money for me and I didn't I don't have enough money to buy furniture fully for it yet like I have some like thrift store furniture but like it's so important to invest in like your creative stuff like just to kind of give yourself a pat on the back like I believe in you so like I got the she shed I was rebranding <laughs> my podcast and like doing more writing and I kind of was like okay yeah this is money but like I invest and I believe in myself but I think that sometimes you have to do that slowly doesn't mean you got to spend all your bucks on things but yeah. just a little here and there thing is always nice I love it. Yeah, you're totally inspiring me to have a she shed. We're going to, like, like yeah, I said, be moving back to Birmingham and we're going to a new house. But maybe like, add a fan. But add a fan. <laughs> yeah. But add some, yeah, like, AC ducts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it literally, I know, lesson learned. But yeah, oh, that's fun that you're going to go back to Birmingham. Yeah. I love Birmingham. Come visit anytime. Anytime. Gladly. And we have a um a lot of mutual friends, so we have to shout out Anna and Fran, just in case they're listening. We I know. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> I love that you can see that feature on Instagram. I don't know if anyone does that, like, before you, like, talk to someone or meet someone. Oh, 1, You know, you swipe right, and it's, like, five mutual friends. I'm like, wow, small world. Who is it? Like, and it might be, like, 
following like a main account like Selena Gomez and I'm like okay I guess we both like Disney Channel <laughs> in 2011 but then it's like funny when it's people you know of even if you're not that close you're like wow the world is so small if you think about it and it makes you feel a lot better when you realize that that everyone's connected somehow yeah totally like what is it the rule of six degree of separation it's like anybody in the world like you look at six degrees of separation and you will share a mutual friend or know someone the same or have the same like acquaintance it's just wild so yes I love when that happens I remember I remember hearing that and I was like okay that just gives me hope that hopefully in like six degrees or hopefully less to Taylor Swift I'm like as long (gasps) if there's like somehow in this universe that like I somehow know someone who knows someone who knows Taylor (laughs) Swift then I'm happy you know yeah yeah real it's gonna get yeah oh that's so fun oh okay so Grace Valentine in Orlando Florida currently in her she shed but tell us more about you who you are and what life looks like for you right now Yeah, so I am an author. I'm 25, about to be 26. And so, like, anyone else in their mid-20s about to hit the late 20 mark of 26, I get it. It's kind of (laughs) like, eh, you know. (laughs) But in general, I am mainly an author. I still do, like, side gigs because I think there's this rumor that, like, you start just balling in the bucks when you're an author. But, like, being a young single woman, like, I, like, babysit, like, still, like, because it's, like, you're constantly being a creative. And I'm sure you know, like, trying different things, but also have to, like, fund it. And so... Uh, bills are scary and I love that you're doing this series of like well that's awkward because there's so many things I feel like people don't talk about to young 20 somethings about yep, you know like yep, yep. you know juggling careers juggling it all and so that's something that I totally like feel like no one really prepared me for but I mean I'm an author but like I try to write real and relatable books because I used to read Christian books and there were so many that helped me but there were also I felt like a lack of books that I could relate to like in college I was a girl who was like the drug girl a lot of times like the girl going to the parties you know um, and then I met Jesus and doesn't mean that like, I'm 100% perfect now, you know, it doesn't mean I don't have any flaws, yeah. but like, I feel like his relationship with me has transformed my life and made me find true purpose back when I think of who I was in college, just trying to be like, trying to feel cool trying to be funny, you know, yeah. it completely transformed me, which I'm sure anyone who knows the gospel and the redemption and Jesus Christ can experience that. But I just have this passion for writing real and relatable stuff. That is a lot of biblical truth, a lot of biblical stories, not just like let go, let God, um, but easy to read with like funny stories, whether it's like frat formals, you know, that are, are dumb, like, you know, like yeah. whether it's even <laughs> just like trying to figure it out, which kind of is what you do too, which I love about your ministry. And so that's like the heart behind what I do. I love pointing to that. I speak, I have a podcast called Water into Wine. Um, we'll, me and my friends drink wine, but we talk about Jesus, you know, and so I just very much have a passion for real and relatable and Christianity and the gospel, but also real scripture because that's where the life change comes. And, but other than that, I enjoy eating sushi. Like that's like a big thing yes. of me. Like I spend way too much money on sushi. Love <laughs> Mexican food. I love going on runs. Kinda like I'm going to try to run later today. Um, I'm saying that because yesterday I was like, Oh, I'm going to run. I ended up walking, talking on the phone. Um, but so either like hot girl walks or running. <laughs> I love but it. But other than that, I feel like I'm in, Orlando, Florida, don't go to Disney, have some great friends and life is good. Life is hard. It can be challenging, but it's life, you know, and that's the journey of it all. Yes. I love that you're using the word journey and I love that you're like, I'm an author, but I still babysit because I think we have this idea that like the moment we get our diploma, either from high school or college, or like say you didn't even go to college, like the moment you step out into quote unquote real world, things just start like falling together and you have this one track and it's all textbook and Hollywood and movie. And then like when things aren't going your way or like the job doesn't work out or I don't know, you know, you feel called to do something else. You're like, skirt and start freaking out because you're like, this is not what it was supposed to be like. Am I doing something wrong? And it's not. It's the journey. My mom always jokes. I'm sitting in her room, so I feel like I should talk about her. But like, she always says, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up still. You know, she's like in her mid-50s. So I think like we forget, especially with this topic of like transitioning from college to adulthood or whatever it looks like for you, just being in that weird in-between that like everyone's technically in an in-between between something and something mm. else and you're yeah. not the only one you have to oh not totally that's not why you're there oh totally and I think it's also there are things you can celebrate while still realizing you still have far to go you know like you can yeah. celebrate getting the job and still be struggling with the job like it's easy to forget about the blessings God has given you when you're too busy looking at how far you have to go, you know? Mm -hmm, So it's like mm -hmm. so important, I think, in this season of being in your 20s to remember that you can still be thankful and find celebration and joy even in the midst of so much unknown. And a lot of your 20s, especially younger 20s, late 20s, mid 20s, 
is a lot of unknown. A lot of, I don't know if this job's going to work out. I don't know what life's going to be in five years. I don't know how I'm going to meet my husband or like what God has prepared for me when it comes to dating. I don't know how I'm going to meet friends that are going to be about more than just work and networking, you know, but it yeah. all starts with being thankful for how far you have come in order for you to be able to walk with God in the present. Oh, that's good. And I think there's something too to say for the girl that's listening and is like, oh, like I want more. I know this can exist. Like I desire that. Whether it's like the job or the friendships or community or to find a church, like big or small, I think it's beautiful if they even have the desire. Because I feel like there's a lot of people in our generation mm. that like could care less or what is it? Couldn't care less. <laughs> like they don't give a crap. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, like show up, you know, for the fact that like people are willing to press play on this episode because they want to learn about where they're at. I just like, we need to applaud them. Amen. You know I mean? like, you're showing up and that's what counts. That's what counts. And it's right. Like you said, it all starts with that desire and to realize, okay, my life is meant for more than just going to work, going back home, warming up my leftover lasagna. Like there's more to life. There's <laughs> yeah. gotta be more to it. Yeah. You know, I gotta be able to find purpose. And it doesn't mean that your job is going to be what that one person does. Like doesn't mean you're going to have a job that is straight up ministry. And maybe like, you know, you're in the corporate world and you're finding purpose in the coworker interactions you get in your cubicle. And maybe like even on remote, the fact that you're connecting with people from all over, like you're going to yeah. be someone who's kinder and talks highly. Like it all starts with kind of finding purpose and like what you said, and that waking up and saying, I want more, you know, I want more for my twenties in my life than to just be paying bills, doing laundry, eating leftovers till the day I die. You know, that's just not a fun life. And so finding fun is so important, I think in your twenties. And also just like you said, applauding yourself for having a desire for more, but then not being afraid to take the step that's needed to get more. Because a lot of the best things and best blessings, like God's not going to drop them at your feet. Like he's not going to drop a church community, like right at your front door. Like you're going to have to get up, put on a decent sundress. You don't have to put on a sundress, you can wear whatever you want. Go to church, like, and t- say, hi, my name is Grace Valentine. Like, I would love to like get lunch with you soon. I'm trying to find community. You know, like there are so yes. many blessings yeah. that are going to happen, but you have to wake up and decide, okay, Jesus has given me this opportunity to go to these places. I'm going to create the more that I feel like he has for me, you know, and it Mm -hmm. is from God, but it starts with that. Like you said, that desire that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to realize this more and I'm going to create the community, the life and the purpose that I feel like God is leading me to. Yes. Holy discontent is what I call that. Like when you're like, I don't know, I feel like there's more. I'm not really happy with things are right now. I'm like, that's a holy thing for you to be like. There's got to be more to this. So it's not a discontent like we're taught almost toxically. Like you need to be grateful. It's like, yes, there are things to be grateful for, sure. But it's also okay that you desire more and to go after the more is a journey God totally wants to take you on. So do it. Oh, this is good. I love this. I want to know from you, and I can share mine too. We can be those girls. We'll break the ice. What was the hardest part of transitioning to adulthood for you? Like, what was the part that you're like, oh, yeah. shenanigans. Like, what is this? I think, and I still struggle with this. So it's something that I'm still figuring out. I think you're in a season where there's no one right way to handle it. Like, some of your friends are married and, like, on their first kid or their second kid even. Like, some of your friends are going on online dates. Some of your friends are killing at their career, moving up the ladder. Some of them are corporate girly. Some of them are self-employed. Like. There's no one way versus like in college, especially and even in high school, you're kind of told this is what you're supposed to do. You know, you're kind of given this guideline, like, okay, try to graduate in these four years. If you're one semester late, not the worst thing ever, just going to cost money. Like, and so I think in general, that kind of seeps over to everything. Like dating's hard if you're comparing your life to your married friends, because they're in a whole different season. You know, uh, finding a job's hard when you're comparing it to your friend who had went to grad school and already has a gig lined up with their uncle's, you know, family business, you know, like what it's always going to be hard if you compare. So when I think about like, what's been the hardest part for me, like, honestly, a little bit of it all, but also just that comparison trap that I get 
especially when I'm confused that my life doesn't look like someone else's. And I think it's only been recently that I was like, wait, my life isn't supposed to look like someone else's. Like there was no game plan for Grace Valentine. Like God never gave me a guidebook into what I was supposed to do. Like I'm figuring it out and I'm walking in his best and his best for me won't look like her best or like this friend's best. Like no one knows where I'm called to be except for God. Like I'm going to trust the creator to realize why I was created. And so I think that was hard for me. Just like juggling that comparison game juggling the no one's telling me what to do no one also there's no like young life leader for a young 20 something year old you know like you can (laughs) find a mentor but like no one no one kind of gives a crap about you anymore like you kind of have to create that community like me and my friends started a bible study because we were like oh my gosh yeah I don't feel like this there's not a bible study it's not like a covering over you anymore yeah Oh, there's no like, like, yeah, there might be a young adult pastor, but it's not like you have like a bunch of emails. Anyways, whatever. But we all looked at each other like, well, we can start a Bible study, I guess. Isn't that how these things start? Like one, two, three, four, five, let's go. Like, you know, and so that's what we did. And it wasn't this like perfect little church orchestrated group, but it was just us reading the Bible together, you know? So I think that was just something that I feel like I had to learn that you're going to have to not compare to other, anyone else, what they're doing, celebrate their wins but also realize that there's no timetable for your 20s. Like you're just supposed to walk in God's best, not walk in this five-year plan. Yes. I think it's so hard for us to do. I'll say this for me. Like I am very much a, uh, like give me the plan girly where I feel very uneasy if I'm like, I don't know what's next, especially because like raised in American culture, this is like you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school, then you're supposed to consider college and then you go to college and then what? And then it's like you drop off a cliff and you're like, now there's so many options as far as career, what I want to do with my life, where I want to move. And it's so overwhelming that like, for me, the hardest part was stepping off that cliff and like you being like, but that's not the direction she fell or like, that's not, Mm. she dove and I belly flopped. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah. And it's so funny because then now I like go back. I'm like, oh, I wish I could like hug that 23 year old and be like, Rachel, you're doing fine. And I think like when when I because this is what I did, I like gripped what I feel like it was supposed to be. And God totally Mm -hmm. shook up my world and like my supposed to be mechanical engineer husband decided he wanted to be a pilot in the Air Force, which took us like everywhere. And he does dangerous things. Oh my gosh, like, that's a big switch. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. And he told me this like post honeymoon, like after we were married, which it wouldn't have changed our relationship, but like I would have loved to know. And I just feel like it took God breaking my my hands, my grip open to be like, can you please give this up to me? Like, this is not what's going to be for you. And I can make it for you. If that's what you want outside my will, but it's not going to be beautiful. Like, it's going to be real messy. Yeah. And um, I just wish I could go back to that 23 year old and be like, let yeah. go. And I, I love what you said about messy. Like, because I think sometimes you t- say messy and you're like, messy equals bad. Like, that and that's especially type a girls but messy is also beautiful like that like i mean the stars in the sky for instance are just placed throughout it but it's beautiful you know and so like you're 20 and your path isn't what you expected and it's not clear cut and it's your your husband switching his job of what you thought it would be you know but the messy is still beautiful yeah and too when it's messy and it gets cleaned up you can't take the credit for cleaning it up which is what as like as humans we want to do so it's like when it gets cleaned up and it's put back into the place in order it should have been in the first place because you let God have his hand on it, it's going to be like the sandcastle you never could have built by yourself. So I feel like that is something I ca- I mean, that's still like a thing for me now. Yeah, I think this is something I'm still having to do. So for the girl that's listening and is like, I'm no good at that. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Grace, you probably would be like, I don't know if I'm great at that either. Like we're all just on this oh, carousel no. trying to figure this out. Yeah. And I don't think there's even, I think we try to figure out all the things. And I think there just comes to the point where we have to realize that we weren't called to realize all the things. Like we're, we're called to realize that God works all things for our good. You know, that's Romans eight twenty eight, And so we're not called to kind of have all the things together. And yeah. so that's something that was so important for me. I think especially to realize that I like, I'm someone who, like you said, like, I like to have all the things together. Like I like to have it figured out. And maybe I was never meant to figure it out. Maybe I was meant to just like embrace my day, embrace my creator and take that step. But doesn't mean that those things aren't hard. Like doesn't mean that your issues and like what you're crying about or even upset about, whether it's a job that said no or dating that feels impossible right now or a marriage that is just like you're on a struggle bus right now. You know, it doesn't mean that those things aren't hard. 
But yeah. there is so much great that comes from, like you said, like letting God clean up the mess and also giving him the glory for that. Amen. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if anyone thinks they have it figured out, I would just like to tap you on the shoulder and be like, it's okay if you don't. And if you think you do, you probably don't. And you're about to get humbled. It's just like, it's not, yeah, it's not for us to figure out. There's no pressure to have it figured out. We did something really fun. We took questions from our followers for you. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love this because every time we do this, people always submit very, very, very similar questions. So I like to remind people that like, we're only reading one question of like 11 others that were similar. So just know that this is not like, you're not the only person that's wanting to ask this question. Like everybody Mm. has the same questions. Um, But these are really good. We picked out some of our favorites that hit like big topics and Grace, we want your expert advice, okay? Oh, <laughs> no I pressure. want your expert advice too, Rachel. So Whatever. Only both of us. Okay. Okay. Someone said, I'm really struggling with not having my time laid out for me. Kind of like we were talking about. Especially when it comes to my relationship with Jesus. Coming from a Christian upbringing and then going to a Christian college, going to church, spending time in God's word, etc. was just a part of literally the curriculum. Now it's just up to me and I'm having a hard time being disciplined and figuring out how to do it myself. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, quiet time. I think even the idea that we call it quiet time, like, yeah, I, it's hard because everyone calls it quiet time, but I hate the name quiet time. Like, I, cause I think, <laughs> I think it really boxes Christ in. Like you need to have that reading the Bible, but sometimes it'll be like, like I said, like a hot girl walk where I'll read Like I'll listen to scripture on audio, you know, like it won't be like always the sitting in the corner, like we might be used to. And I even think, you know, I always, we always talk about love languages with human beings. We're like, okay, I want to feel Christ. I want to make sure my faith is growing. Um, But we expect Christ to speak to us one way. Like you need to be in the word daily and writing down prayers and like having that meditation. Don't get me wrong. But you also like, sometimes that can be hard in your twenties because you just feel like you're you don't have time and that there's so much going and also it became homework for you like it became this thing that you've done for years and so I would encourage you like don't give up on reading the bible and finding like 10 minutes you know in the morning whether that's just you with your coffee before work even if it's on your way to work you know I think it's best though if you're not doing anything if you're like completely silent and you're being still but find time for that but also realize that like with love languages we're like okay some people are acts of service some people are quality time some people have physical touch like you should be talking to Jesus in all those different ways too, you know? And it's not because Christ is more of an acts of service guy, you know? It's because sometimes we feel Christ in a new way and we can hear from him when we're trying something new. So like, if you feel like your quiet time isn't really fulfilling you and then it feels forced and that it's not that, but maybe try, you know, serving with middle school girls at a youth group or maybe try some quality time in nature, you know, going on a walk and just praying, a prayer walk. That's so important for me. Sometimes when I'm moving because I'm ADHD, I can hear Christ more. Like even going on runs without music or just worship music. And that's been hard for me because I love Cardi B secretly. Like, you know, but like I <laughs> yes, have girl. my playlist to like make it about a holy experience. And so, and even like physical touch, I think sometimes, and I know this could sound really weird. Like I have to change my posture, like literally more be praying on my knees. Like so that I can feel Christ in a new way, not the typical cookie cutter Christian Sunday school thing that I was used to. So I think if that was you, like whether you just, it was always easy for you. Like people made quiet time, part of your schedule. They told you what to do. They gave you the plan. I would encourage you to like, yes, keep a consistent time of prayer and meditation, but also spice it up. Like, you know, try acts of service, try quality time, physical touch, try gifts, even giving financially may be hard in your twenties, but you can see so much from Christ when you tithe, you know, it's true. those yeah. are things that are important. And so I would love to hear your answer for that though too, Rachel. Yeah. I like literally would have said the same thing that it's so weird to have to take responsibility over things that just were never your responsibility to pour before. Like, of course, I'm sure like a lot of us listening had chores. We unloaded the dishwasher or whatever, but I also grew up in a Christian household and spending time with Jesus, going to church and all these things. Like, that's just what you did as a McAfee, which is my maiden name. It's just what you did. And mm-hmm. so now as Rachel Autry and like Rachel 2.0, adult Rachel, I'm like, is this going to be my choice or is this just going to be out of like a checklist kind of thing? And I think there's something mm. to be said that it's beautiful when it's your choice, even when it doesn't feel like something you want to do. 
Um, just because it doesn't feel important doesn't mean it isn't important. So like showing up anyway is so good. And like make it fun, you know? Like God wants you to enjoy him. Like find a good, this sounds so lame, but don't judge me. There's There are these out there. But there's like worship dance playlists where it's like legit rager music. Wow. But worship. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll never forget being a counselor. We played Ocean Dubstep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had to have like little like that, like something like that. It gives you a good beat. <laughs> Yes, it's like, that sounds so lame, but I'm like, even if it's just working out to that or, I don't know, getting ready to something that centers your mind, like any piece of getting in front of God and like sitting at his feet, whether it's opening up your Bible, which yes, is totally important and that's the goal, but something's better than nothing. So even if it's just finding yeah. a way to incorporate him into your day, 1000% do it, but it, it's okay if it feels funky. To my remote girls, who are like people who are studying remote jobs, because I know that's very common, um, I'd very much encourage you not to read your Bible at your work desk. You know, just like I would say the same thing Ooh, for tip. a college student. Like, I just think when, or even in your office or whatever it looks like, which realistically we all don't have enough money to have an extra bedroom for an office with <laughs> rental prices. <laughs> but wherever like you normally do your work, like you should be trying to talk to Christ and maybe a different location because you never want Christ to feel like homework or work. You know, so like get up, get get into a different spot, like change your c- scenery even, and try a new location. Yes. I love that. Good one. Uh, this one's also super good and spicy. She said, I'm reading this like verbatim because it's cute. So I'm supposed to find a job, find new friends, find a husband and just try to keep up? Question mark. <laughs> I just can't. When do you say I'm just going to do what I feel like I need to do and not care about what other people are expecting you to do? I just don't know how to do that. Yeah, well, I think the fact that she's already having that realization that that's a lot of crap to juggle at once. Yeah. I think she already had that. I mean, I had to learn the hard way. I had to, like, I tried it all. You know, like, I was like, okay, if I just have to put myself out there, do this. And, like, granted, I I did say earlier, like, you kind of have to create some of these things. But I think I put so much pressure instead of pressing on. You know, I think especially – honestly, I think we think of being a Christian woman as one – look – in right now in your 20s that like oh if I'm going to be this Christian woman I have to have this perfect little bible study join at find the immediately get like one two weeks to church shop and like find a church immediately get married rather young start popping out babies at 26 but still have a good job you know there's so much that you think a Christian woman is supposed to do and I just would encourage anyone to drop those expectations because I mean even if we look at scripture and like my next book is a woman in the Bible. Like the woman of the Bible each had their own unique things. Like Deborah was just this powerhouse prophet and judge, like talk about a baller in her career, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but did it for cool. Christ's name, you know, uh, like Esther found her voice, even when she never got a choice in her whole life. Like there's so many women in the Bible who have different stories. And Sarah is a great example of someone. If you've never heard of her story, who tried to write her story about how a miracle would happen and didn't think it could involve her, but Christ showed her over and over again that like, no, it's coming through you, this child, even though that doesn't make sense. And so I encourage you not to think the Christian woman life or even just the woman life have to look one way. I mean, I always feel like as me, as a single 25, almost 26 year old, that that feels almost like wrong. I don't know why I think that's wrong. Like I'm so busy with so many great things that God is doing in my life, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I never found that husband. Like, am I doing something wrong? And that's been something that I've had to like personally look at and be like, no, there's, there's, it wasn't right to find a husband. It's just whatever is God's best is for your time. And so mm-hmm. I'd say give yourself a break. Don't feel pressure from outside forces, including like your parents who maybe had a different life than you. Uh, but press on, like press on towards the ultimate goal, like those women in the Bible did. Like press on towards living bold for Christ, not for falling to what other people think you should be doing. Yes. I think it's so cool you're talking about this because I think that like our age – And just like the way we've been raised, I don't know if it's a culture, can't figure it out quite yet, but I'll let you know when I do figure it out. But something about it, we're all kind of like on this own unique journey where it's not copy and paste. Like I feel like the world and our parents and grandparents have told us it should be. Um, So like the curiosity and the hunger to figure it out is so cool. It's so beautiful and something to lean into. And yeah, the expectations from parents I, I, my, I don't have expectations set for my parents, or at least I haven't ever heard them, <laughs> but I have so many friends that that's their story. And I'm like, dang. So for the girl that's listening, that is just under pressure from her parents. 
we have an episode coming up for you. It's called Navigating Difficult Wait, Relationships. Yeah. And it's like how to set boundaries and tell people like, no, like that's not for me. Yeah. And I would say to the girl who said this, that you have to first tell yourself that too. Like sometimes the pressure comes from yourself, you know, sometimes it comes from outside forces and outside relationships, but sometimes it just comes from who you thought you would be like who like your little girl thought she'd be planning a wedding or having her big career at 24, 25, you know? And so take even the pressure off yourself is the last thing I'd say on that. Yes. Okay. There's an episode we had a few months ago with this woman named Mary Morantz. Grace, I don't know if you know her, but she's Mm -hmm. freaking amazing. No, I have to check her out. this episode was all about, like, there's really no such thing as overnight success. Mm. One of the things she told me that literally has not left my mind, I think about every day since our conversation, was um, that the only opinion that really matters besides how God feels about you is how you feel about you. Mm. We will live with ourselves the longest out of anybody else we meet on the earth, like we will live and know ourselves the longest. Wow. So like, do we really know ourselves? What are we saying to ourselves? Do we accept ourselves? Because if we haven't learned to figure that out yet, it doesn't matter what other people's expectations are. We're going to fail anyways. Mm. Um, and so that if that is something you resonate with and you're listening, like highly recommend going back and listening to that. I might even What's go back that? and I'm listen, go to, that. listen that to that this afternoon. Yes. Um, on your run and on my walk. Like <laughs> we'll both yes, tune in. Exactly. Uh, we'll link it in the I show notes. But it's a good one. I just had to say it. I rarely plug the no, podcast like that, that, but that was No, but I'm I literally am opening my notes right now and writing that episode down so that I can listen to that. So I'm all it's about it. Goody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the next question I thought was really good. What if I actually have zero clue what I want to do? I wish I was kidding, girlies, but yeah. I'm not. LOL, but really help me. I don't even know what to do next. Well, I also think there's this like fear that your first job has to be your last job. Like I, I like that your first job has to be your dream job. Yeah, I think explain like, more about that. Yeah, I just think I've seen a lot of people put so much pressure on like looking for jobs and trying to find like something that's the perfect fit. Like sometimes you're just walking through like an answer to prayer may not be like someone coming grabbing you and taking you through a door. Like it might just be an open door and you don't really know if you're called there or not, but you just take one step in and you check it out, you know? And so you don't owe a job three years staying there. Like it, job's a job. And so I'd encourage you, like, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, just like apply to things that seem kind of interesting. Look at what doors open and like take a step in, you know, you're yeah. not stuck. I think everyone fears commitment in some way when it comes to jobs or like relationships. And so I think a lot of times nowadays you're like, well, I want to be a good worker. I want to stay there long. Like, no, just, just be a good worker, but it doesn't mean you owe them five years, you know? And so if you don't know what you want to do, like you're going to have to find out. And the way you find out isn't by surfing online and looking at it because at the end of the day, everything looks different online. Like you'll never fully know, but the way you find out is by trying things. And so have fun, different hobbies that you enjoy. And also just take, not even if it doesn't feel like pressure, but take, take like the burden off thinking that like you have to know in your first job has to be your dream job, you know? And also we all have things we enjoy doing. I have some friends who have great jobs that they're like, yeah, it's a job, but like this gives me the financial freedom to like volunteer, to be able to pour into different groups, to be able to travel. Like, so it may not be something where you're like straight up feel like every day you're, you're pouring out emotionally and physically into this job. And maybe a job where you get to have coworkers and you're like, okay, I'm good at it. Like I like sales kind of like, doesn't mean I'm like, telling everyone about Jews daily, but God's going to use this for my hobbies or for my family, you know? And so I would mm-hmm. just encourage them in that. I don't know. What do you think for that, Rachel? I think, yeah, the, the pressure to try and figure out what's next and what you should do can be so heavy that it like paralyzes people if they're like me. And then you just like shut down and you're like, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to go work at Madewell, which there's nothing wrong working at Madewell. But if that's not what you're passionate about, don't waste your time. Um, like if you're passionate about animals, like go work at an animal shelter, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing wrong with having that on your LinkedIn. I think that the number one question I would ask people listening that I would want to ask myself is, are you wanting to do this because it looks cool and you'd make the money to go do the things you want to do, which Mm. like is fine if that's what you value. Or are you doing this because it's actually going to fulfill you and give you the quality of life that you're seeking at the moment? Because I think I have so many friends stuck in corporate jobs because they're so comfy 
and they can like have the lifestyle they want. Yeah. Yeah. But they like, it's hard to maintain friendships and like they don't have Sundays available because they're always traveling for stuff and like they aren't able to get plugged into a church. Again, if that's something they don't care to value, then great. Good for them. But I'd say number one is sit down and figure out like, what do I value before? What do I want to do? And then from there, figure out like, okay, there's a job that exists that can give me an in to what I value. Yeah. I totally understand the girls who are listening to this and be like, well, like, especially single girls, like bills are scary. Like there comes a point when like you have to, (laughs) rent is really expensive. Like that, but I don't want you to get tempted to do something that isn't fulfilling or doesn't lead to fulfilling things just because you're trying to pay those bills. But I get it. Like I, I babysit and I love the opportunity to babysit and like do someone's laundry because I get to pour into this little kid. But at the same time, it's not where I thought I would be. It's not something I'm like, you know, I want to babysit for the rest of my life. Like, you know, but it's helping lead my ministry so that I can give time to other things. Um, And it's helping pay my bills, honestly, you know? And so I totally understand too the people who are like, you know what, like, I feel called to this. I feel called to go to medical school, but like, I'm going to be studying crap. Like, you know, like I'm going to be studying a lot. Like it's going to be hard, but it's like things are going to be hard and you may have to juggle a lot, but you have to prioritize and realize, like you said, is this something I value? You know, is this something that I feel used in? And you can be used by Christ anywhere. Like first Peter 410 talks about how like God has given us each gifts and we can give those out to him as a blessing towards him. And so like, if you are a corporate girly, like, you can use that for Christ. But just make sure you're taking care of your heart first before you try to, like, you yeah. know, engage with other people. And so, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's it's hard to figure it out. But I'll say once again, like, just take one small step of boldness. Like, look at the things you enjoy doing, like, as hobbies and seeing if they align or there's organizations that you can work with in so that work isn't miserable every day. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say something really unpopular. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. It's the same though about ministry. Because I think especially if you grew up in like an evangelical culture, your expectation is like you work for a ministry. If you're a young life leader, you go mm. on young life staff. If you yeah. want to be whatever, you become a youth pastor, whatever it is. But like vocational ministry is not the only ministry. You don't have to work for a ministry mm. to have a ministry. So I, I also want to like free up the girls that are like, oh, well, I really feel like I'm called to ministry. I'm like, guess what? We're all called to ministry. <laughs> what kind of ministry yeah, are we talking about? You know? disciples. Yeah, so I also want to free up the girl that feels obligated to go into ministry because that's the best way to become miserable is to feel obligated. And I like, mm. I just like release, release it. Like if the ministry isn't for you and you're not in it to win it and you're pumped about it, don't even show up go somewhere else and then you're gonna miss out on like your real ministry like That's like right. you said we're all called a ministry so it's like if you're gonna be way more in a good spirit filling people up because you work as a manager for a retail store and then also getting an opportunity to talk to people there about christ in a casual yeah. way it doesn't mean you're like is jesus your lord and savior like when someone walks in the store you know like it's but it is like you're building relationships and i will also say you're always called a disciple i think in this industry people are so ready to like talk about jesus more than they talk to jesus and yes. so yeah, I good. would just very much encourage anyone who does feel called to ministry to make sure you're talking to Jesus more and that you're also discipling people locally, like younger girls in your area. Um, it's not all just about like having a podcast for people to all listen to. You know, I get that's easy to say, but you should be pouring into people and having time to disciple the next generation without that. But yeah, I think Amen. especially people... People feel obligated to do ministry, but they don't realize ministry is at hand with anything you can do. And that God needs, we need some girlies in that corporate world. We need some girlies at Starbucks. We need some girlies starting your own coffee shop, starting your own boutique. Like we need people in all those places for the gospel because there's also people in this broken world in all those places. And so do that, be that, and be bold in those areas. Yes. Oh, so good. So, okay. Fun little question. I want to ask you, I want to ask you this. We talked about the hardest part of transitioning, but what has been the best part? Like something that you're like, oh, this is a blast. I'm so glad this is a part of adulthood. Okay. Wait, I'm so glad you asked this because I assumed when you told me this was what we're going to be talking about, I think I mentally came prepared with all the negative things. And now I'm like, man, I'm so convicted. I should have been prepared to talk (laughs) about something positive about this. Like this is good for me to think about. 
I think just the unexpected blessings. Every blessing, though, that I feel like I've received has been unexpected. Like, one of my roommates now DM'd me, like, hey, I heard we have this mutual friend. Like, I'm moving to Orlando. And now she's, like, one of my best friends. And she's also, like, two, three years younger. Like, we wouldn't have been friends in college because of, like, your grades kind of define you, you know? And so yeah. – or your years, whatever it's called. And so – I think like the idea that now I'm friends with her and then there's this old childhood friend of mine that randomly came back in my life. Like there are so many different things that just came and it was also unexpectedly. And so I think when I dropped my expectations, I was able to like receive these new blessings. And so I would encourage anyone listening, like, and also it's just fun to like find your hobbies, you know, and find the things that make you, you enjoy outside of work fine. Like I love the gym. Like I love lifting weights. And those are things that I feel like I just, created more of a space. I get to meet people at my gym who aren't maybe as much believers like I am, but just have a friendship with them. And so I think I'm just enjoying all the unexpected things that come my way. And it makes me even excited. Like there's going to be three years from now when I look and I tell more stories of unexpected blessings. Like doesn't mean it has to be like a six foot guy or like it has to be like this amazing amount of money. Like, you know, but like relationships and friendships that came when I least expected it for a connection that is going to be a lifetime. Yes. That's a good one. Unexpected blessing. What about you? I want to hear you. You. Okay. So trick question. Cause I still technically consider myself a part of the transition because there's a lot of things I'm transitioning into, but do you want to know more of like 22 to 26 year old Rachel? Or do you want to know like late twenties, Rachel? What's my favorite part? Wow. Honestly, maybe give me a little bit of both. I know that sounds because now is my now that I'm about to be 26. I kind of want to hear your late 20s. But I know a lot of girls listening are probably younger 20s. So I'm yeah. curious about both. So okay. Give me a short story for each. Well, good news, people, is that there's something to look forward to in both of them. Um, yeah. It doesn't get bad. I loved early 20s because there was like so much new. Everything was new, like moving into first apartment, new. Um, even like going grocery shopping for like the first time to put in my own fridge, not my dorm, but like my fridge Mm. was like so fun, you know? And now it's such a mundane chore that I look back and I'm like, wait, we were excited about that. I just feel like everything is so new and shiny, which is so cool. And it should be. And, um, things are also very scary and intimidating. And so having the two, like really rocked my world spiritually where I had to figure out like who God is really actually. Mm. And I could like, yeah. I, like the first question I was like, I can't really rely on who I always thought he was. Cause I'm very much having to learn him again, fresh anew. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, yeah, but I'm with you. Like because of that, I saw so many unexpected blessings and like I got married young. So my college to adult transition was with a boy and that was also really weird and hard. Yeah. And I like things just like happened for our tiny family, like random miracles. Like when Thomas decided he wanted to be a pilot, we couldn't afford it. But like a check would just show up on his desk, you know, from someone like an anonymous blessing. Wow. Things like that. Then I'm like, when you're in need which I feel like is everybody in their early 20s Mm. and honestly beyond that. But like when you're in need and you're in a place of, God, I need you to show up, then you're going to see him show up in so many other ways when you're like, I got this because you take the credit. Yeah. I mean, so like early 20s was so fun because everything was new and shiny. I couldn't take the credit for anything. Mm. Where I am now, I am a mom (laughs) and a wife. Becoming a mom was wild. I feel like you're always shifting like who God is to you, but you're also always shifting who you are to yourself. Like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So I just had a, I like had an identity crisis again. Like I had an identity crisis going to college. I had an identity crisis graduating college. I had an identity crisis getting married yeah. and you'll have an identity crisis when you become a mom. But it's so cool because you're able to actually take inventory and be like, mm-hmm. what do I like about myself that I want to carry into this? What do I not like about myself that I want to leave behind? Um, you're just getting mm-hmm. a fresh start, you know, and that's late twenties. And I'm actually really pumped about yeah. 30s. I really am. My friends that are there are like, it's the best. Come on, girl. I'm like, all right. But I love what you said, too. Even when you talk about younger 20s, it made me think of another thing that was so great for me was just, like, finding mentors and, like, older women, like, who are, like, maybe in the mom stage, like, maybe, like, one stage or two stages, like, yes. ahead of me. Yes. And I, I even, like, lived with a family because I was working for a church, not making much money, and they, like, let me pay cheap rent. And, like, I watched them, like, go through infertility and then adopt and then get pregnant. 
And I got to like see that from like my lens of living with them and watching the way that their relationship was. And I think yeah. I would just encourage anyone like there's probably an older woman in your town who would love to sit and chat with you over queso about all of it, you know, about your dating issues and everything. 1000%. And if you're in Birmingham, it can be me. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's like, be careful. There might be so many people just lining up at your door ready to play with Maddox and all the babies. Um, but yeah, so I would just encourage you in that because that was one of my biggest blessings too, is like realizing, okay, yes, it's hard, but I don't have to do this alone. Like there are people who are three steps ahead. Like even like you, Rachel, like you're saying like, this is what I learned. Like people listening to this podcast, there's podcasts out there of people who are steps ahead. And there's also women out there who want to pour into you and mentor you. And it's scary and it's frightening, but you don't have to do it alone, but you can choose to do it alone, but it's going to be freaking hard if you try, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I love it. Do not do it alone. We are meant to be in this together and like you should always, even like after the early twenties, like mm-hmm. I have a mom who her kids are in elementary school. So in the moments in the hard infant newborn, like what the hecky is this? I can wow. call her and be like, Jen, please tell me this ends. And she's like, it does. Mm-hmm. So like, hold on tight. Anyways, it's just like, you need that in general. I love that tip. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't say it enough no, around good. here. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Of course. The two to three practicals people can take away. Let's just throw them together. So one, love that. Go find your older friend, even if it's like Mm. one, two, three steps ahead of you in life. And ahead of you in life, meaning like where you'd want to be. If like Mm. you don't want to get married, don't want to have kids, probably don't go find a mom. doesn't matter. But like if you, you know, like find someone who you look up to. You're like, I could learn from her. Um, What's another one, Grace, you feel like you would tell friends listening? Yeah, I would say we, we, I liked what we both had to say about talking to Jesus and like kind of making it not be like work and, but like making it a priority, you know, Uh, communication with Jesus, it won't come to you. Like you have to create time and create space for it. And like, you have to also get creative with it, you know, in order to hear Christ in a unique way. And so I think that's very important in your 20s. Yes. I also love the point about comparison, like do not look to Mm. the left and to the right of like where they're going in their adulthood because your high school reunion is going to have a whole bunch of different people that are in a whole bunch of different stages of life and like there's no one at that point to be compared to because everyone's going to be totally different so, so just like, what did you go to off. your high school reunion rachel no oh, i'm yeah, sad wow. ours was in the middle of covid so we didn't have one. Oh so. no see we I had know. a five-year reunion for my high school because i i grew up in south louisiana and people just do five-year reunions there because high school is like a very big deal there um yeah and it was so, it was fun. And it really shows you like those little things didn't matter. Like remember when we were all in high school, and we thought they were big things. And I'd say that oh, even yeah. one day we're going to look at our twenties. We're going to look at our twenties that way and realize, I thought that was the biggest thing that I wasn't at that lunch table. And now yeah. we're all here and we're all normal. Like it didn't matter. I wasn't invited to the VIP sleepover that lasted longer. I just was invited to the pool party, you know, but like all that stuff doesn't matter. And nowadays when you get and you struggle with comparison of, oh my gosh, I didn't get that job that I really want. And that girl has that, like, you know, that won't matter one day, but what will matter is if you were bold and looked at what God has given you and were use that boldly for his name and his purpose. Yes. Amen. I have so enjoyed this. Like, this is so refreshing. I feel like this is the redemption that like my 22 year old self really needed was to have Mm. somebody like you. Like if I was 22, I just need to say this, like you would be the girl I'd seek after and be like, I want Grace to sit down with coffee and like chat with me about stuff. Like you are so wise and have just the best things to say. And it's hard to find the people that are real and like can cut the bull crap, but then also be still so hopeful. So you balance that really well. And it was so fun just to have you come hang with us today. Well, well, Rachel, I feel the same about you. Even now that I'm like, you're 20, I'm like, oh, now I got to go to Birmingham and get coffee with Rachel. Come on, girl. She's got to tell me, like, <laughs> give me some wisdom. And so I admire what you've done and just like how God has, you know, showed you so, so much. And so I look up to it too. Okay, I have one more fun question. Has nothing to do with the topic, okay. but it is like dang. I fun. love that. It's one of my favorites. Okay, what is something you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends listening? Ooh, that's a very great question. Okay, mine's kind of Abercrombie has made a comeback, and like I'm obsessed with Abercrombie. I don't know if anyone's ever said that. Yes. Like I have you ordered their jeans before? I, I know have you a said you talked about jeans. jeans. Okay. Yes. Okay, I have 
I got the jeans, some of that were on sale recently, and they just like make your tushy look so much better. Um, and I got their bodysuits, and their bodysuits are amazing. I just love that Abercrombie's making a comeback. So that's like kind of, I guess, not that deep, but like that's something I'm really loving. That's amazing. Um, other than that, I'm loving calls with my parents way more than I used to. Like, I feel like in college, I never called my parents. And like now I'm like, hey guys, what's up? This is what I eat for lunch. And they're like, please don't talk to me. Like, that mean they don't think that. They're just like, why are you calling so much? And I just feel like I'm at the age where like I love calls to my parents. And so, so those are probably two things I'm loving. What are you loving these days, Rachel? Anything new since your last episode? This is so funny. You've asked me more questions than any other guest has ever asked me. I'm like, this is not oh, my interview. I, know, I also <laughs> I also know I have a podcast and when people ask me questions, I'm like, thank you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I usually have an answer. I'm totally caught off guard. But you know what? I actually just went to Target this morning. Maddox and I went together. Little mm-hmm. date. And um, I got something I'm really excited about. I will report back if I actually like it and can endorse it. But for people listening. Nice. I purchased blue mascara. Have you ever worn blue mascara? Oh, I remember that being a thing in like Seventeen magazine. Right. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. Like, a, like, a, like to make your blue. Are you? Do you have blue eyes? I do have blue eyes. So they have like green mascara, to purple, blue, blue. Yes. Yeah, I think blue is supposed to make like your blue eyes pop too. I've heard. I think so. Yeah. So like, pick your color accordingly. But I think it's coming back. At least I kind of like. I kind of just want to try it. I just saw it and I was like, I haven't done that in forever. Why not? Seven dollars. But um, but yeah, blue mascara. I mean, if I start looking funky online, just message me and be like, it's the blue mascara girl. Got to go. But I think it'll be cool. We'll see. No, I'm excited. You have to let me know how it is. I would, I would get down with that trend. Grace, you're so much fun. Where can people find you and your new book? I love that you even talked about Esther and Deborah and Sarah and all the different women of the Bible because you have this new book called What Will They Think? Nine Women in the Bible Who Can Help You Live Your Life Boldly, which is exactly what I feel like people that were excited to press play in this conversation would love to know about. So where can they find that? You, Aww. Water Into Wine, all the things. So sweet. Well, my Instagram is at the Grace Valentine, and usually if you click the bio, all the links are there. Um, and then podcast is Water Into Wine podcast on Instagram, and you can also click the bios, all the links there. But yeah, my next book comes out July 12th. It's called What Will They Think? And it's kind of about not caring what people think of you, but living life boldly. But it's based off women in the Bible. Um, but I'm not afraid to talk about like, okay, at like a time I went to fraternity formal, and I said I liked whiskey, but I didn't like whiskey. I was also drinking underage. So many bad, so many bad red flags. But like I said whiskey to be cool. Like, you know, like, and I, I was not a good night. Anyways, but I also use stories of the Bible um, and relate it to that as well. Like real relatable stories, but also a lot of scripture. And each like section is a woman of the Bible, like from Deborah, Esther, like the woman who touched Jesus' robe, Mary Magdalene, Mary, so many others. Tabitha is kind of a different one that I know not a lot of people talk about her in the Bible. But yeah, and so you can pre-order that now on Amazon, Target, wherever books are sold. It'll be released in Barnes & Nobles and Books A Millions nationwide. You can call your Barnes & Noble to make sure they hold one for you for release day. But yeah, you can pre-order now, and I have some incentives. You can check out my Instagram, and you can figure out why you should pre-order. But yeah, that's it. So I hope people can enjoy it. And it's especially good if you're in your 20s. I feel like you're trying to really live life boldly. You want scripture, but also... You know, there's so much going on. You also want a book that you won't get bored reading. And so I pray that it can be that for them. Oh, it totally is. I have a great idea. How about you do a book signing in Birmingham and then you can come hang out and stay I in the guest room? I actually think I am, Rachel. <gasps> I, I, Rachel, I think I am. Stop I've talked it. to a boutique there that I might be at release week. So yeah, we'll have to hang out. Just message me. We'll figure that out. And I if you're will. in Birmingham, we'll come give us a hug. <laughs> We'd love to see yeah, you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be doing it at Nation's Boutique there. I don't know if you've been there. Yes. I see that cookie fix place. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's in Homewood. That's where we live. Wow. Small world. Oh, so fun. And you'll be back there in July, so that'll be great. Yes. Not in your mom's bedroom for a month. No. <laughs> I know. We got an upgrade coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on, Rachel. You're the best. Can't wait to see you soon now. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.